From the southeastern corner of Western North Carolina, this is Polklore. I hate Facebook. I can't live or work without it, but I hate it. Not as much as Twitter, which I have managed to do without for the most part, but still, it's hard not to conclude that the world would be better off without the soul-sucking, time-wasting black hole that is social media. Here's a quote from a recent issue of Wired magazine. Social media has brought a level of exposure never seen before in human history, and it turns out being observed by so many people appears to have significant psychological effects. Studies have found that high levels of social media use are connected with an increased risk of symptoms of anxiety and depression. There appears to be substantial evidence connecting people's mental health and their online habits. Furthermore, many psychologists believe people may be dealing with psychological effects that are pervasive but not always obvious. It's become somewhat of an epidemic. Hard to argue with that. But if you're living in a news desert, as we in Polk County do, where else are you going to turn for some sense of what's going on in local affairs? Here's another magazine quote, this time from a recent edition of The Atlantic. Facebook group administrators and members describe the conundrum of relying on an imperfect platform to create strong and for many people invaluable communities. Olivia Whiteside isn't one of the Facebook administrators that The Atlantic talked with, but she might as well have been. She's one of the main moderators of the Polk County Concerned Citizens Facebook group, which, last I checked, had 1,400 members, making it one of the main internet forums for discussion of local politics and community concerns. The page was started a few years back when it became clear that the new Tryon International Equestrian Center was going to have a big impact on Polk County. But today, the allowed topics of discussion are much broader. Basically, anything that might once have made it into the local newspaper is fair game. There are other Facebook pages out there devoted to Polk County, but Polk County Concerned Citizens is easily the most relevant and among the most active. Only members can post, and even then, their posts have to be approved by a moderator, which means that Olivia and her fellow administrators sometimes have their work cut out for them. She sat down with me at the Polk County Library in Columbus just before Thanksgiving to talk about what that entails and what it's meant for her place in both the online and real worlds. Olivia Whiteside, thanks so much for joining Polklore. Thank you for having me. This is one of the... Uh, Subjects as closest to my own heart because folklore was started in part because we don't really have a way for people to have a conversation in a public sense now that uh, the local business news model is dead. And I suspect that has something to do with what you are doing as a moderator of a Facebook group. So can you tell me about uh, how you came to be in the position you now are in? So I was actually born and raised right here in Polk County in St. Luke's Hospital. And my husband and I both grew up here in Polk County, then left and went to school, kind of started our early careers, got married and found out we were having our first child and decided to move back to Polk County so that we could be closer to our families. And obviously the school systems were wonderful and, um, 
we just felt it was the best place to raise our children. And at that time, I subscribed to the bulletin, like most everybody in Polk County, or had access to it, and really enjoyed kind of keeping up with the local happenings. And about that time, um, Facebook came about and, uh, you know, started my first Facebook page and uh, he did as well. We enjoyed connecting with people that we hadn't spoken to or seen in many, many years. And it was a wonderful outlet to both find out about local happenings and connect with people. And about the time Trine International Equestrian Center came to be, there was a page created called uh, Concerned Citizens of Polk County. And much of the county was extremely concerned about what was going to happen to our county once they moved in. Everything from, you know, growth to tax rates going up to just the county completely changing. So there were a lot of people that had moved or were visiting from Florida that warned the local area and folks about what had happened at Wellington. And basically, I guess everybody kind of got into an uproar about it. And the page was created. And that's how the page originally started. And it wasn't necessarily a community page to learn about the area. It was more of a keeping up with the happenings at the equestrian center and what was coming down the pipe and legitimate concerns that people who lived in the close vicinity had about what was going to be happening with their land. So that is how the page originally started. I did not start the page. I was just simply a member on the page. And eventually, the person that started the page, I guess, stepped back or came off as the moderator. And a gentleman somehow accidentally made himself the moderator and did a post about, hey, how do I not be the moderator of this page, the admin? And I replied to him because I actually admined other small shop pages. So he actually asked me if I would be interested in doing it because he was getting ready to step off. And I didn't really want to do it, but I felt like the page was an important page to keep intact because there were so many community members on it. Um, So I took it on. And about that time, a couple other folks showed interest. I think I put up a post asking if anybody else would be interested in helping admin it. And um, that is how the admins came to be. When was that? I could not answer that question. It's been a couple of years, I would say, two, two to three years, maybe four. Maybe four. I, I've lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, four years sounds about right, I think, in terms of what I've been aware of it being there. And, and um, my first realization of the power of a Facebook group in a small community, I think it goes back to um, the uh, attempt by Duke Energy to put power lines, Yes, right? And yes. there was a Facebook group for that. And then Henderson County wanted to put a gun range 
on the edge of Henderson County and Saluda, and there was a big Facebook group for that. And, I, and so it came clear to me that Facebook pages were really powerful as organizing tools for specific projects. Right, like so the Save 108, Highway 108 page that I created, we went to the first meeting and um, the the community kind of realized, oh my gosh, this is, this is huge. This is going to impact hundreds of us, many businesses. It will, in essence, ruin lives. So I came home, I believe, that night and created that page because we needed a way for everybody to communicate, to connect, to band together quickly. And there was no better way to do that than to have a Facebook page. And it proved instrumental in helping us to organize and essentially defeat the 108 uh, widening. Now, we've just gone through another widening project, uh, Community Fuss. Yes. Um, as we record this, this is just a few days after the regional planning organization said, no, we're going to build it anyway. Mm. Um, so it doesn't always work. Well, it's not over till it's over. It absolutely is not over yet. So we are continuing to ask questions. For instance, um, I had several reach out and there's been lots of discussion about the RPO. What is it? Why are we part of it? How do these people essentially make life altering decisions about our community when they don't even live here? And so I actually put up a question after many had been discussing it about that. And hopefully there will be others who will continue to ask that questions, perhaps go to the commissioners and ask it. But a lot of times the page has proven instrumental in stopping rumors or answering hard questions or connecting folks that need things. For instance, someone put up that they lost their keys. How can they reach a certain business last night? So it, it has a multi-purpose, but essentially it's evolved from a group of people that were really upset, you know, just basically venting and trying to stop something that was not going to be stopped to a community page where, um, people come together and discuss important topics and fact finding. So that's kind of where the admins and I came together and decided that that's how we wanted the page to evolve. Okay, well, that brings us to uh, what I want to be the, the heart of this conversation, and that is a discussion about how you manage the evolution of something that is fluid and is very much at the mercy of it, the you know the users unlike a newspaper where there's a managing editor and a publisher and reporters all who have hopefully some degree of professional training and standards and and expectations usually of some degree of neutrality or at least being disinterested a Facebook group is full of people who are very interested in something, usually. They have vested interests. They're not particularly interested in telling both sides of the story. In other words, you're not a neutral arbiter of a public debate. And yet, there's still a lot of argument happens on, on Facebook pages. We get ourselves into some very sticky situations sometimes uh, because you do have very passionate, heated 
discussions and folks who are so-called keyboard warriors. And these folks can sometimes get on there and just blast someone that they don't have to necessarily see on a day-to-day basis. And they get behind the computer, they get behind the keyboard, and they just let it fly. And we find ourselves in a situation where you have to make a decision. Do we allow that post to stand or do we delete the post or do we give them, you know, some sort of polite warning? Um, We have had to come up with rules, in essence, kind of like a classroom. But we want the page to be a place where people can openly discuss hot topics or, you know, situations within our community, but to do it in a respectful manner where you actually get somewhere, where both people hear both sides and have a healthy discussion versus blasting one another and being hateful and creating division, which gets us nowhere. How much effort does it take for a moderator um, like yourself? I, I mean, this can be all-consuming. In a Again. larger community, you know, in a, in a city of a million people, this can quickly become something that people will want to try to monetize because there's no other way to devote the time because it's gobbling up all of their time. The, right. the, we're too small to monetize anything. Folklore is not a commercial operation, you know, because um, there's just not that many listeners and there's not going to be that many users. It's, we're talking about hundreds, not thousands or tens of thousands. So how how do you manage your own time and the amount of energy that you put into it? Well, the first thing we did was we um, made the post so that we have to approve the post. So people will submit a post and we have to decide, okay, this this is appropriate for the page or this isn't. For instance, we don't allow ads. We decided that, especially during election season, we were not going to allow posts that were promoting a certain candidate or bashing a certain candidate. So that quickly filtered out a lot of junk, so to speak. And then folks who got on there consistently and decided to be rude or stir up trouble, so to speak, they would get deleted from the page. And that has helped our time a lot. And uh, some people have removed themselves from the page back when it was basically a venting page or there was a lot more keyboard warrior uh, bashing going on. So I would say over the past two years or so, the, the page has evolved and become more in the direction that we would like it to go, which is, you know, community information, discussions about hot topics going on in the community, that sort of thing. How much uh, influence did the experience with uh, COVID and the school boards, which took over everybody's attention for at least 18 months, how much did that influence how your page has evolved and and how you manage it? The school board discussions, um, they definitely required a lot of moderation at that point in time. And we do have a moderator that was on there who actually ran for school board. So she would have to take a step back so she wouldn't appear partial. And so I basically took on a lot of that. 
And it is also difficult because two of the moderators are actually employed by the school system. I serve as a sub and another one, she um, also works for the school system. So we had to be very careful to not appear, you know, partial one side or the other and allow the discussions. But we also were very adamant that our page was not going to be a platform to bash our school system. That was not going to happen. Well, uh, it seems to me that when people are unhappy with their ability to contribute, in other words, if their posts get deleted, they might just go set up their own Facebook page, which they're entirely able to do. And that seems to have happened. Yes. And because of that, we got uh, two of us actually had uh, lovely TikToks uh, created about us. Uh, we were accused of many different things. And that's kind of a risk you take when you're a moderator of a page. Well, I was going to my next question was going to be what has surprised you about this experience of you know, you're, you're, you're assuming the mantle of a community leader in a way because you're moderating, you're, you're trying to control a conversation and keep it civil, and keep it, you know, reasonable. I, I think most people don't know, really know what to expect. Social media is still a relatively young thing. What expectations did you have and what were you surprised about this whole process? Um. I think it's been a wonderful way to meet people and get to know people better out in the community because they recognize your name and then they put the name to a face. And uh, it's been a great networking platform and tool to get to know a lot of people. I think that we're all human and it surprised me that some people do take so many things extremely personally and then, you know, they'll delete themselves from the page or they have presumptions about you or a group or other folks in the community that often are not true. It surprised me that some people are so free with their words and they don't take into account how their words on social media can impact another person. And um, I think in the time of COVID, especially when everybody was on lockdown and didn't have a whole lot of time to go out and be in the community, they chose that time to get on a platform and just sometimes wreak havoc. And hopefully you know, the damage can be undone, I would hope, and friendships reconciled. But I do, I have witnessed friendships, you know, fall apart over social media. And uh, the power, the power that it has is, is oftentimes surprising. But I've also seen the good come from social media. On our page, you know, trying to find the facts and answers has helped and connecting people has helped. And uh, just having that outlet for people to discuss things, I think can be a pre preventative measure at times. If it's, if it's handled properly. And the same applies to any even conventional uh, news media like a newspaper. I mean, you have to have some degree of professionalism to run a newspaper. Otherwise, 
you'll just end up running a lot of letters to the editor from people screaming at each other. In other words, I don't think there's anything particularly new about Facebook. Each of the elements already existed in other media, except that anybody can set up a page and anybody can, well, anybody can set up a podcast, right? I mean, the technology has given this power to everybody. That means that instead of everyone sharing a common platform like the Tryon Daily Bulletin, now everybody can have their own little silo where they can talk to only the people that agree with them. So that seems to me to be the the real danger of social media is that it, while it, a good, a well-managed group can give people a common platform to discuss things that they've lost because their local paper doesn't have the resources to do that anymore. It can also create completely separated, polarized worlds where people aren't talking to each other. Now, do you ever think about that balancing act? I do. I think one of the preventative measures that we put in place with our our particular group was we wanted to make sure that the folks that were on our page actually had a vested interest in Polk County. So some of the questions we asked were, you know, do you live in Polk County? Do you own a business in Polk County? Do you know why this page was originally created? And do you agree to follow the rules? So that in of itself, if the folks don't answer the questions, then we don't approve them. Um, and if they do answer the questions and you can clearly see that this person is thinking that this page is Polk County, Florida, <laughs> you can quickly, you know, decline their admittance. So that that has helped. But also, I, d- I do understand what you're saying with the positives and the negatives of the groups. Um Oftentimes, you know, if a post comes up that we know is going to be a hot topic, we'll often discuss amongst ourselves, hey, I need you guys to keep an eye on this particular post. We think this one's going to get pretty heated. You know, let's not allow these certain things to be said because we don't know that they're true, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when a post does get heated, we have the ability to stop the comments or, you know, oftentimes if I know the person who are who's making the comments or within the discussion, I might send them a message privately and just say, hey, you know, I have some information that is important or, hey, you know, let's let's maybe watch your words a little more carefully. And oftentimes that'll diffuse the situation very quickly. Um, just letting someone know that that you understand their plight or you understand why they're upset about certain things or you may quickly answer the question for them uh, if you have the information. So that that has helped. It can be all consuming, but I feel like in the end, it's it's hopefully a positive for the community versus a negative. So in that sense of the word, I guess it's it's something I feel is important. Well, I know my uh, thoughts on that group were that when I first became aware of it and started following it, I joined it and I started reading it. Um, it felt to me like there was a real attempt to come to grips with just how crazy this discussion can be in this county sometimes. Right. And it, it definitely has, well, matured is a good word. I mean, it's a it's a more level-headed place to to read comments than, than 
than it used to be. That was the hope for sure. Right. So congratulations on, on you know, on doing that. How much effort, how much time does it take for you? And, and It depends on the week. It depends on the week, to be honest with you. You know, the community has evolved in of itself. You know, it used to be very much a community of families that had been here for years and years, generations and generations. And over the years, you've had folks from all over the world, in essence, move here. So with that comes the evolution of the community, therefore the evolution of the page. And, you know, some weeks we'll have discussions pop up that are very time consuming. And then other weeks it's very slow. It just depends on the week how much time and effort is is put into moderating it. Do you have a routine, a time of day that you say, okay, I'm going to go check out what's happening on this page and see, see what I need to call and approve we I'm sure the other admins as well you know we get Facebook notifications and some days we can't check it during the day at all and we'll check it in the evening other days you know you, you're able to to check it several times a day and um, approve post or disapprove post or admit people um, again it's 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 day to day depends on the time. <laughs> And what I have going on, I don't let it consume me anymore. There were times that it did. It did absolutely consume, consume you. And you just have to put up boundaries. Okay. Well, that is a great lead into my, 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 the third subject I want to discuss. And that is how has it affected you and your understanding of your role in the community? Because, you know, 10 years ago when hardly anybody had any Facebook pages, you probably thought of yourself in some terms you know, a wife, mother, teacher, whatever. Um, now, Olivia Whiteside is one of the main moderators of one of the main f- forums for, for having a conversation. Oh, mm, this is, I guess this is, this is a very uh, interesting question. Um, I would say that people definitely form their opinions. Um, I'm sure most would say I'm very opinionated. I am opinionated. I think with age comes wisdom and experience, and that allows you to think a lot more about how you answer questions or what opinions you put out there. I've had many, many people thank me for moderating the page or allowing certain posts or allowing certain discussions. But at the same time, it would not surprise me in the least that opportunities have been passed because of responses or opinions or because I run the page. I many, many times have tried to step back or, you know, offered to step down or tried to step down or ask other people to take over. Uh, but it's it's a job. And I don't I don't know that anybody else would. And I don't want to see the page go to the wayside. I feel like it's an important page and an important platform. And it contains a lot of history of the county to let it go. But I would gladly step aside if someone, you know, approached me and said, hey, I would I would love to take on moderating or adminning this page. I think that it's it's a it's oftentimes thankless job with risks. I've had folks ask me to run for public office and I 
don't know that that's something, especially at this point in my life, that I would be willing to to take on. I feel like opportunities that come along, you know, if they're meant to be, I'll know it. But at this time, it's just it's a risk that uh, it's it's. Well, here, here's an idea. Um, if you got a soccer team, there's like a den mother, right? Mm-hmm. Someone sort of just assumes the role because someone's got to do it. Right. And whoever is the most likely candidate usually ends up doing it. It's someone who, there's usually a, a personality type, right? Right. That, that just <laughs> ends up doing that kind of thing. And I think Facebook moderating is somewhat similar, except more serious. Yes. And, yes. and has bigger consequences if, if, if there's some bad decisions made. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that it's a good job for me at this time because I grew up here. I know um, the area. I know a lot of people, businesses. I enjoy making connections. I enjoy helping get people the resources that they need, the answers that they need, problem solving. I enjoy that. But it does come with risks when you anger somebody because you deleted their response or you deleted them from the page or you quote unquote reprimanded them for comments that they made. But most of the time I feel people are understanding and um, they get why decisions are made and they're nice about it. You know, there's just been a handful of times when people have been very not so nice. Have you developed a thicker skin or did you already kind of were predisposed to be able to handle that kind of thing? Oh, I think it's not just, you know, running the Facebook page that helps you develop a thicker skin. I think age and experience, um, that's something that comes along. There's always going to be those moments and times or comments that just cut you real deep Um, or hearing that people have a certain opinion about you that you just it's unfathomable to you that, that they think that or feel that way about you and you just want to reach out and get to know them better so that they can form a different opinion. But that's just not possible. So that there are times when you just have to let things go. All right. One, one more question on the same vein. Uh, have you changed your mind about any of the major issues um, because of the discussion that you are moderating? And, or in other words, you, you know, I didn't think of that. Holy smokes. That, you know, I mean, in other words, did you come to a, a debate thinking, oh, man, we've really got to worry about this? And then there's definitely there's definitely been topics that I have chosen not to tread into um, and just let the citizens kind of do their own discussions. And then there's topics that I'm extremely, extremely passionate about that I have to you know, insert my opinion or say something. I just can't help myself. But um, there's there's been learning moments along the way. I can't pull one out right this very moment, but there's definitely been times when someone has brought something up or discussed it and I've reflected and thought about what they had to say and, and said to myself, you know, that's that's a that's an interesting way to put it or I hadn't looked at it that way. And I think that that is why the page is important because if if I'm able to, as a moderator, look at 
a situation in a different way because someone has brought it to my attention via their opinion, uh, surely to goodness, others do the same. Obviously, we're not talking names here, but does it does anyone come to mind of someone who has told you, hey, I really didn't understand something until I saw this discussion on Facebook and it kind of opened my mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's happened several times over the year, many times. And, you know, you do have people reach out to you that are you know, important community leaders who ask you for, you know, certain information that um, for history or to to look back upon the Highway 108 situation, the page and the, the leaders and the folks that came together there, that has been integral in helping the Highway 9 folks band together and um, lead their battle, so to speak. So, you know, connections in history, helping future connections. And, and what about the community's understanding of the school board's role in managing our schools? Because, you know, prior to COVID, no one paid attention to the school board. There was hardly ever any raises for school board because, you know, they just basically said, we've got a good superintendent. If he or she tells us this is what we should do, we should probably do it. And there wasn't any controversy. That's, those days are gone. My sense is that a lot of people now understand things about how Polk schools are, are run that they didn't really understand before. And um, I, I'm, I'm hoping you can share some insight into the kind of dawning of understanding that, that might have happened, in part because of your page? I think uh, the, the school board situation, it definitely branched out into many, many different pages on Facebook. And my father actually served on the school board for 10 years. And both sides, <laughs> ironically, I think, you know, my husband's side of the family and my side of the family, we've had teachers and principals. And um, I actually taught school as well. So personally, you know, that one that struck a chord with me for for certain. And uh, we decided that we were not going to be a platform to bash the schools. However, we couldn't say, hey, we're not going to discuss this whatsoever because we discuss all things in the community that are concerns to people. So. I think that having having that platform and allowing folks to discuss in a civil manner opened many eyes to the the situations and how um, we could either come together as a community or it could cause a lot of you know breaks. Well, how about we, we talk about the recent elections? Because it's very in interesting to me, there was so much uh, vitriol aimed at the school board members, maybe not from as many people as we thought. But when the election happened, all the incumbents were reelected. I think that uh, part of the reason that this the school board was put in a situation they never should have been put in you know, wearing masks or not wearing masks wasn't a that wasn't something that the school board should have been put in the position to make the decision about. 
So when parents got upset about that, I think along with, you know, national issues coming down the pipe, it became a platform for them to just kind of go with it. I won't speak really to to who was elected or who wasn't elected and, you know, that sort of thing. But I think it did bring up some issues that were important to parents and allowed some change. For instance, you know, the the books in the library, a lot of parents were not aware that there was a system to be able to request that their child not study a certain book or um, check out a certain book or topic. And because of discussions that were allowed on social media, they became aware of those and thus some changes were made. As a former journalist, um, that's exactly the type of validation of of your work that that you kind of live for, right? Absolutely. Problem solving, allowing allowing people to gain information they might might not have had otherwise. If you don't, you know, subscribe to the bulletin or, you know, you you don't have other resources, you can get on Facebook for free and oftentimes find good answers uh, about local things and uh, local events. Uh, it's been a great it's been a great platform for for people to network within um, the page to get to know each other or learn about new restaurants or events that are happening in the community. And, you know, that's what I love about it. Well, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, it's it's definitely one of the more go to pages. It is. It is. I, I think people sooner or later get kind of tired of little you know, echo chambers, eventually they gravitate back to a place where they can feel part of a larger community. And that's why so many left. They felt like it was just a venting page or a place to bash, you know, certain things. And the admins and I came together and we decided this is not what we want this page to be about. This is not, um, we don't want to be part of a platform that allows community division. We want this page to be a page that brings the community together, that problem solves, that finds answers. And hopefully that's what it will continue to be. And we hope that more people will utilize it in that manner. All right. Well, look, I know um, I can speak on behalf of a lot of people saying thanks for the effort that you put in, because someone's got to do this kind of thing until we find another way to revive the old-fashioned ways of of, uh, covering a community. So thanks again, and thanks for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode. As always, you can reach me with your thoughts, your feedback, and suggestions for guests using email, jameh at com. Thanks for listening.